Long, way outside for the three. He's got it. He's got it. It's good. Season for Texas, they finished 34 and 0. The number one ranked team from beginning to end, winning their first NCAA championship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas 24 podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing this Saturday morning? Uh, pretty good. I'd say I better knowing that uh, Texas is a lot more clutch than I gave them credit for because I was a little nervous towards the end of this game. But uh, oh, me too. Yeah, me too for sure. Um, yeah, we're we're doing a quick um recap of the Texas Ohio State game because Texas is the only team left in the women's bracket, obviously. And we did the men's side uh, for the Sweet 16 uh, yesterday. So check that podcast out if you haven't already. That was a lot of fun. And now it's Texas on the women's side and Houston on the men's side. And Texas took care of business in their Sweet 16 game against Ohio State. Uh, we kind of previewed this as well in the last pod. And I feel like it played out kind of how we expected. I, I'll mm-hmm. give you your credit. You kind of expected them to take care of business with their defense being the, the the main avenue. And I think they did a really good job. I mean, they held JC Sheldon a seven to 16 shooting, obviously Taylor mix, uh, mix. So Mike, so I think it's Mike. So um, got loose a little bit, seven to 12, 19 points. You know, we talked about her shooting on the last podcast, but uh, other than that, I thought they did a really, really good job forcing 17 turnovers. Um, their defense kind of held them afloat. Rory Harmon had some foul trouble and only played 22 minutes, but, I mean, on offense, Joanne Allen-Taylor, 17 points. Aliyah Mataro, 10 points. And again, it was just a team effort, as it always is with Texas. So um, huge win, 66-63. Puts them in the Elite Eight for the second consecutive year uh, where they'll face Stanford. But what what were your initial takeaways of of their win over Ohio State? I I guess kind of how Vic Schaefer almost like like said, Rory, we don't need your offense today. Like, because you mentioned she was in foul trouble, but it was almost like, you know, um, Joanne Allen Taylor was, <clears throat> was I believe, was their leading scorer, right? Is that yeah. right? Um, and obviously, you, you know, you don't hope that your your best player almost fouls out, but I, I feel like she was being a lot more aggressive on defense than even she usually is. And I think she, I think Vic Schaefer gave her a little bit more of a green light to maybe push a little bit on the, on the pressure and really like go for steals and things like that. And that, you know, that that got her in trouble uh, early, but late, I mean, that, that, that's kind of what won in the game because they, she came on uh, scoring wise. She scored basically all six of her points in like the last few minutes. Um, She hit like a a pull-up jumper with like a minute to go when I think um, Mike still hit like a three to cut it to one, which I thought, I thought that was, that was an incredible three. I, that was, I was telling you before the before we started recording, like once that scramble when she got the three, I was like, "That's that's going in." Like, there's yeah. no way. And then um, Rory goes down and hits a shot, and then she hits those clutch three uh, free throws, and then she guards the ball all the way up the court. And Ohio State doesn't even get a like a a shot off to end the game. I thought that was 
insane. Uh, I, I forgot who she, who had the ball at the final possession, but she almost turns the ball over. Uh, everybody's ball pressure is just like suffocating. Um, I know Joy, I think it was Joanne Allen Taylor, or I think it was Leah Matharo actually was guarding Mixel and like did just did not like face guarded her basically uh, that final possession. And it was, uh, I don't know. I, if you haven't seen this game, at least go watch that final possession because that was like, that's pure Vic Schaefer basketball. Ohio State had trouble getting the ball up the court. They had trouble getting off, off their, off their defenders. And then they almost turned the ball over and then they just time expires and they don't get a shot. And that's the game. Like awesome. it was, it was impressive. Also, the second to last possession as well, uh, where they, mm-hmm. um, I believe it was, uh, J C got a got a tough layup, missed it, and then they get the rebound, and, and Texas blocks it. They get the rebound, and then Rory gets the ball, and they try trapping here in the full That's court. That's right, and they don't foul. That's right. And, and in theory, I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah, just trap her, and maybe she'll turn it over or something, so you don't have to foul. And right. then she just dribbles through them just dribbles through them and i was like and then she goes and makes the free throws like you said and this is where it's like okay rory Harmon is closing this game like true freshman sweet 16 against a very good ohio state team just dribble through the pressure about as calmly as you can ask stinks two free throws after already making a mid-range mid-range bucket uh, like you mentioned and just closed the game out and she um did have four fouls but like we talked about JC Sheldon's a game with on uh, seven to 16 shooting uh, six turnovers for her. And a lot of that was Rory Harmon on her. So mm-hmm. uh, big credits to her. But like I said, this was a really, really team effort. If you look, just go through the minutes played that they had seven players with 18 or more minutes. Yeah. Like, at, like what team in men's or women's at this point is playing eight players, 18 or more minutes. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's unheard you of. You have your six or seven and then, but like your five are basically playing most of the game. Right? Yeah. Well, even the only player that played over 31 was Joanne, Joanne Allen Taylor, yeah, who's 38. Yeah. Everybody else was 18, 31. And obviously Rory, if she's not eligible, probably plays, you know, 35 to 38, but still to have this kind of team effort. And I, I mean, you look at the eight that they played, none of them, I would be like, Oh, you know, I don't know if she deserves the minutes, um, I think Shea Holly starting is probably more for, for offensive reasons, just for spacing. And they want to keep Aliyah Mataru coming off the bench, I guess, for rhythm thing. Because uh, obviously Aliyah Mataru could start. But it's not broken at this point. And Aliyah Mataru had that stretch, I believe it was early second quarter, where after they were down four, they go on a 6-0 run to take the lead. And obviously Ohio State comes back, but it just felt like it set the tone to where when Ohio State played LSU when they took that early lead, there was no there was no push from LSU to really jump back in front. Here, mm-hmm. early second quarter, Aliyah Mataru made that push almost single-handedly with, yeah. I believe, it was four points and an assist to, to retake the lead. So um, it's, it, and all eight players, pretty much, um, or at least six or, six or seven of them, had their own moments in this game right. where you're like, okay, Deanna Gaston, mid-range jumper, offensive rebound putback, uh, Lauren Ebo, had those clutch free throws late, had a big finishes at the rim. Um, we already mentioned Matharu, Taylor, Harmon. Aliyah Moore, I thought, was actually pretty solid, even though three of ten from the field and three turnovers. Mm-hmm. She's like an F mobile wing, and that's another freshman that's playing here. And so, yes. yeah, I, I, I was impressed all around uh, with, with this team and, you know, their, their ability to – to hold off a, a really, really potent Ohio State team. 
Yeah, I mean, this was, it really was like a clash of styles, right? Like Joanne Allen Taylor was their hot hand on offense, but it was Texas relying on that defense to make sure that Ohio State just didn't get, just didn't get going. Um, you know, it, it, it was telling that like, you know, Mike Soul, when she did get her open looks, like it was like, okay, like that, you know, these are going in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't say enough about how disciplined this team looks, which is just wild to me. I know that, you know, Joanne Allen Taylor, Audrey Warren, uh, to a lesser extent, Shea Holly, you know, I know they were on the team last year and like, I know they were part of that, that run, but I mean, you, you mentioned like all these, most of these big uh, players are playing together for the first time. And like, you know, some of them are freshmen and like, I, I don't know, like the, on the biggest stage like this, like when, with the fact that you can go to a Rory Harmon in crunch time, like in her first NCAA tournament in the sweet 16, and then she's willing to hit the she's willing to hit these clutch shots, right? Like, and then she's willing to go to the line. And she's not again, she's cold, like she's not hitting from the floor, or she's not even she wasn't even scoring that much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't say enough about the job that he's Vic Schaefer's done because it's this is like it's a kind of a statement about kind of culture already, like what are the, the kind of the immediate uh uh, uh competitive culture he's built and I don't know. We, cause we questioned like what this team was going to be. Uh, we, you know, we, we knew they had some talent, but you know, last year they were fine until the tournament. Like it was mostly like Charlie Collier doing everything. Yeah. Um, and we kind of questioned, it was like, okay, well for most of the season, that team was kind of just pretty good. Um, and then they just like hit the ground running this year and they've, they've seemed to just continue to get better. Even, even during their slumps, they still look good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I and then they get a now they get a team that you know obviously in Stanford that you know defending national champs and you know looked they look really good, but it's a team they've beaten already too. Like mm-hmm. you know they know how to beat them. Um, I'm really looking forward to the game regardless because you know it's hard to beat a team twice and especially a team like Stanford who I don't know. For, I, I think that looking back on that win, it looked maybe it was like a lot of like you know freshman ignorance and like just kind of like players just kind of playing out of their mind. But yeah, you know still um, they have the confidence that they can beat this team now. Yeah, no, definitely. I I think to go to your point of this team kind of finding its stride and being consistent throughout the season, the one thing that I feel like they've done all year is just be able to take teams out of what they do best. And to hold Ohio State to four of 12 shooting from three and only allow seven free throws, I mean, that that's just textbook. It's, it's an incredible right. defensive right. showing. And while them, Texas themselves is only shooting two of four from three. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like you, for them to, to be winning these games going two or four. And like you said, they had Charlie Collier last year. So them not shooting threes made sense this year. They are guard oriented and they're still not shooting threes and they're getting pretty, pretty good looks. Like I'm not going to say their offense is even like Ohio state level or like an elite level, but right. it's, it's, it's working. It's working. And uh, they get 12 offensive rebounds. I mean, they, they're they're a tough team. They're a big team, and uh, they they made they made the free throws when it mattered too. Their their bigs made free throws. Everybody just felt like they contributed, and I that's what Vic Schaefer. I think to me, Vic Schaefer just gives this team a confidence and that it desperately needs, and that not every team has. Like it's not mm-hmm. easy. I've seen it with Kim Mulkey give this team uh, give LSU confidence. Vic Schaefer feels like he gives the same thing to one through eight. Uh, on this team and that's that is that's what great coaches do and so we have to give Vic Schaefer his credit here because um, Stanford is going to be a whole different 
monster. I mean, we talked about them obviously beating Stanford, Texas beating Stanford in the what is this November fourteenth? Yeah, which is (laughs) five months ago or so. Um, But still, it's going to be an interesting matchup because. I don't know. Like you said, that Rory Harmon, I don't even have the box score up, but from what I remember, she went, she scored like 21. In that yeah. Game. I was going to say Rory Harmon is not scoring at that clip right now. Teams have started to be like, all right, at least make her make other people beat us. Ooh, two other things in that game. So uh, I'm looking at it now. Aliyah Mathar went four, four from three. I do remember that was when Aliyah Mathar mm-hmm. was kind of on her heater from, from three. Um, and another thing that I think we'll have to see how this played out. Haley Jones, only had only went two of six from the field. Um, and Haley Jones obviously is Stanford's player, so she still had 15 points. She got to the line a couple times, but um, a couple they got 13 times. Oh, yeah, geez, yeah, look at that. <laughs> they, they went um, 27 from three, yeah, and yeah, 20 turnovers to seven assists. So that's I remember this game now because it was like Texas defense. Yeah. was just locking them up. And obviously, Stanford. The holes went, yeah, the holes going to combine two of ten from three. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, I don't know if you can bet on that again, right? I don't know if you can bet on Haley Jones locking up Haley Jones again. Um, she's kind of – that seems like a matchup destined for Audrey Warren. Um, she's kind of a bigger, bigger wing player. So, like, you know, I, that's not necessarily somebody I could say that you want to risk Rory Harmon on. Um but still, I mean, I, I've prob- I'd, I'd probably put Rory Harmon on one of the hulls or something like that to make sure they don't get shots off. But still, um, yeah, I, I, I have no idea what to take from that game because so many things seemed like they went right for Texas, especially. And like second game of the year, you almost throw that out, right? Like you almost just like, yeah, that's not happening. It's almost like the on the men's side when the uh, Texas got slapped by Gonzaga, where it's like they're probably not going to get slapped by Gonzaga again. Like that was like, you know, so early, two different teams. I don't know what to take from that. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at Stanford's box score against Maryland, and I mentioned to you off air, Stanford was up 23 going to the fourth, so I wish I could filter just the first three quarters right. and, and just leave out the fourth because I'm sure they had some like garbage time turnovers and missed shots and everything. But uh, still, 6-21 from three for Stanford, I, 18 turnovers. So this is a team that can turn the ball over, and I think that's <laughs> Texas' best and probably only chance is get 18 turnovers 18 plus mm-hmm. turnovers and they 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 can do that like you said audrey warren can come and do that Liam mataru rory Harmon. we know who they have um but stanford's going to be playing with a lot more confidence they're going to be playing with a lot more certainty in what they're doing than they were in the second game of the season like yeah. Haley jones even if she doesn't shoot great i don't expect her to have the same amount of turnovers that she had in that first game right uh it's not going to be easy. I mean, Maryland shot three of 19 from three, got to the free throw line 23 times. That's another thing. Did Texas, how many free throws did Texas take? They took 15 against Ohio State. Yeah, they'll have to probably take that amount. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard, but we knew it was going to be hard. Yeah. Right? We, this, this is not anything surprising here. Maryland knocking off Stanford would have been nice for Texas, but they weren't even close. <laughs> so... I, I can't oh, I can't in good faith predict Texas to win this game, yeah. but I think there are real avenues for them to win this game, and it has to be holding Stanford to like sixty points or less. Right. Yeah. Like no, I agree. Team. I think that it's going to come down to their outside shooting. If if Stanford's cold again, if they can really lock up the perimeter, 
Yeah. Um, I almost think you can like, you can almost like risk Haley Jones having a better game, right? You can almost risk that because I just don't think everybody else can can get going if you're Texas. Yeah, the holes, um, especially. Yeah, like yeah, you 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 just have to make sure that they're kind of held in check more, and. Like if you're if you just kind of tell Audrey Warren or 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 if they put Rory on on Jones, it's just like hey, if she gets hers, cool. Like you know, just like we'll just kind of make sure that nobody else can get going off of her. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited for this one because, like I said, this you know it's a rematch, but it was so early in the year that both these teams are completely different, and you know Stanford's definitely looking looking at this t- looking at this game again and be like, all right, we saw what happened last time. Let's let's figure some things out before this happens again. Yeah. So, so we got both at Stanford. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Stanford. Um, I just think they're more balanced. Like I think their, their offense is their defense is really good. We haven't even mentioned really their defense. Um, their, their, their size is really great. Their defense is really good. And then they can also shoot and also really score. Um, as we know, Texas can kind of got kind of go through lapses with that. Um, I just think that Stanford's a more balanced team right now. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, still, uh, obviously, win or lose, this is a very successful year for Texas. Um, kind of like, I don't want to say similar to Houston on the men's side, but because mm-hmm. the Houston men's, uh, we had they had the whole injury situation. But still, to make back-to-back elite eights, which is also what Houston did, I mean, is 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 a huge deal. And so, credit to them. Uh, I don't have anything else. What time is the Stanford game at? 8 p.m. Oh, Central Time on Sunday. So they got prime time on Sunday night. It'll be in Spokane, Washington. Obviously, home court advantage for Stanford. But when Texas beat them in the first time they played, it was in Stanford as well. So we'll see. Obviously, it was COVID, though, right? And so right. nobody was there. But still, <laughs> nonetheless, Texas will, will be playing hard. They'll have a chance. I, I really I do think they ha- they'll have a chance, but we'll yeah. see. But all right, that's all we have for y'all today. We appreciate y'all for joining us. We wanted to get this quick podcast out to y'all talking about the Texas women. Um, maybe, I don't even know. Will we do – we'll see how the Houston game goes tonight. We'll see how the Houston game goes tonight, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll react from there. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at DCT Basketball, Ishmael R. Johnson, and Matthew Bruni underscore. Uh, check out the content at textbasketball.com and leave us a five star rating and review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So we appreciate you all for joining us, and we'll talk to you all later. Peace.